Hello, welcome to the Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Today we got a diary from Didier talking about protected and encrypted Excel documents. Now he's using an Excel file that Brad looked at before. Brad just ran it and did a dynamic analysis of it, which of course bypassed a lot of the complexities of dealing with protection and encryption. Didier wanted to actually look at the source code and do a more static analysis and all sort of step uh, through the code and see the actual code. In order to do this, well, uh, there are actually two issues here, uh, the protection of Excel documents and the encryption. Protecting the document usually just uh, prevents it from being altered, while encryption actually, well, um, encrypts a document so you can no longer see it. An attacker, of course, uses protection in order uh, to prevent some static code analysis techniques. Encryption, on the other hand, the attacker still wants uh, the spreadsheet to execute. So one common trick here is uh, that encryption uses a special password, Velvet Sweatshop. Velvet Sweatshop, old trick in Microsoft Office, in very old versions of Microsoft Office, uh, this password was used to essentially achieve protection of uh, Office documents. So it was a hard-coded password. It was automatically decrypted whenever the document was open. So this is essentially what the attacker does here. By protecting the document, they prevent it from being altered. And then by encrypting it with the Velvet Sweatshop password, they prevent some simple static analysis technique, but the document will automatically be decrypted once opened. DD, of course, has his usual set of Python tools in order to deal with all of these hurdles. So he's walking you through how to remove the protection flag, which is pretty straightforward, and then how to deal with the Velvet Sweatshop encryption and gain access to the actual source code of uh, this Excel spreadsheet. And Brave, a browser built around Firefox in order uh, to uh, provide better privacy, has had an interesting issue that leaked uh, host names that a user visited via Tor. If you visit a site via Tor, you often use uh, .onion host names. .onion, the top level domain, is set aside by Tor, and DNS lookups for .onion domains should only use the Tor network and usually really don't make sense outside of Tor. The problem with Brave was that it did DNS lookups for .onion domains to the user's default DNS server, so essentially the ISP's DNS server, and this was apparently due to an ad block feature that was recently added to Brave. In order to block ads, Brave does DNS lookups for any host names that you visit to check if uh, these host names are used by ads and should be blocked. But it did not exclude .onion domains from these lookups, which uh, then led to these host names being leaked uh, to the public ISP. And just like 
Any kind of uh, voice telephony these days, emergency call services uh, often do rely on voice over IP and with that on pretty much the same vulnerable protocols that all other voice over IP services are using. The FBI last week has warned of the increased likelihood of denial of service attacks against public safety answering points, which essentially is your 911 service. Now, with traditional emergency call centers, attacks like this are still possible, and it certainly has happened where uh, these centers were overwhelmed just because of either a legitimate uh, flood of attacks or because of uh, a flood of attacks that was, for example, caused by pranks or uh, technical uh, malfunctions. But with voice over IP, these attacks are a lot easier uh, to launch. And somewhat sadly, uh, the announcement by the FBI doesn't really tell you how to prevent these attacks. They pretty much just tell you, hey, uh, be ready for in case 911 is not working. Uh, make sure how else you could contact emergency services. I know here in Jacksonville, where I live, there is a non-emergency number. That's a normal uh, number that you can call in order to essentially reach the same call center. Of course, it's not clear if that number would be available available if uh, the emergency number to that same call center uh, is overwhelmed. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks for listening. Talk to you again tomorrow.